My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Brit here today. We have a very exciting guest coming on the show today, Donnie Bovine. He is the founding badass of Success Champions. He is a Marine Corps veteran. He's also in the top 200 Apple podcast podcasters, award-winning sales trainer, and rises uh, raises Nigerian pygmy goats on his farm, which I just wanted to add that in because I think it's super cool. <laughs> so <laughs> he's on the mission to change how the world networks by fixing everything business owners hate about networking and teaching business owners all the secrets in all the secrets to growing a, a thriving business that they actually love. He's also the host of Growth Mode Podcast. Welcome to the show, Donnie. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to come on. How's it going? Awesome, Britt. And talking to you already, this is going to be fun. So, so thanks for inviting me on. Hopefully we can pour into your audience, teach them a thing or two and have some fun while we're at it. I agree, Donnie. I agree. So you know what? I know I, I, I gave an introduction, but I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure that you can fill in some of the gaps there. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how did you get to where you are today? I'm sure, I'm sure your story is um, incredibly valuable. So I'd love to share that with everyone listening. For sure. So I did, uh, after the Marine Corps, 20 years of straight commission sales. So I've never really had a salary position in my life. Um, I turned 40 before I even knew that you could do this thing called be an entrepreneur, own your own business. Um, you know, I just grew up as a blue collar kid. You know, you get a job, you go work for other people, and then you retire. Mm -hmm. So my last career was with an organization called Sandler Training. And supposedly I became one of the top sales trainers in the country. Not really sure what that means, other than I'm really good at flapping my gums in front of a room. Uh, Sandler's a franchise setup, and in my franchise, I picked up partner and I thought sales training, you know, was going to be my, you know, retirement. Um, during a fateful conversation I had with my then business partner, I decided that I really needed to go out on my own and figure things out. So I launched my company and in 24 hours of launching my company, uh, an attorney and or two attorneys and a sheriff showed up on my farm and served me my non-compete papers. And so I started my companies uh, without being able to talk about the only thing I knew. Couldn't talk about sales, couldn't talk about sales training, sales management, business development anywhere in the world. So I started off as a success coach. And Britt, let me tell you to this day, I have no fucking clue what a success coach is. I can tell you it's absolutely some sort of business whore that just says yes to anything. So uh, trying to build a business, throwing a lot of money at it, uh, about mm -hmm. six months into building my business with my wife asleep upstairs walked out the back door of my farm and her Jeep was missing. I called the police, said, I believe somebody stole my wife's Jeep. And they said, no, sir, it's been repossessed. And then I knew I was going to have to go in and tell my wife the rest of the story, which was the mortgage was three months behind. We had just gotten our first letter that they may go towards foreclosure. She had to go in on Monday morning and cash in her 401k because I'd already cashed in mine um, to literally save the farm and get her Jeep back. Uh, I realized in that moment that I wasn't living up to my side of the relationship, being a man I was supposed to be. And 
I also realized that I'd never sat around the CEOs that I worked for all those years. You know, only time I saw the CEOs is if I landed a big, you know, big account or we were losing a big account. Otherwise, I didn't see them. So I didn't know what a business owner did. So I got out and started selling more all over the place. But um, I got invited to get on the stage, um, about 400 people in a room, shared my story. After I got off stage, a guy walked up to me and he said, man, I love your story. I love your energy. Would you come tell that story on my podcast? And I said, what the hell is a podcast? This was May of 2018 uh, or April of 2018. And he says, it's like talk radio. So you get on, I'll ask you some questions. I'm like, no, that sounds like fun. So I drove out to Dallas, Texas. I live in Fort Worth. And we went to his studio, sat down and had a blast. Well, the show aired like two days later. And one of his listeners reached out to me and became a client. No, wait, wait, there's something to this podcasting stuff. So I launched my first podcast, Success Champions, in May of 2018. Five months later, that podcast was sitting number 22 on the Apple charts. So up next to Tim Ferriss's and Gary Vee's and all the guys. My non-compete came up in uh, September of 2018, and now I could talk sales. So I had all this momentum from podcasting. Now I could talk sales. So flash forward to where I am now, I run three companies, all doing seven figures. I have five best-selling books, uh, Badass Business Summits, top podcast now with Growth Mode, and a partridge in a pear tree. This so is that's incredible. How we got here. <laughs> wow. It's incredible. Congratulations, first off, because that's Thank huge. You. I mean, you're you're running three companies that are all seven figures. I mean, you've written how many books? And from going through the struggle to get where you are today, it's, I'm sure it's so rewarding, right? So uh, the hard work that goes into it and it's incredible. So tell me a little bit about, you're kind of like myself, you know, I didn't know what podcasting was either. And Mm. then I realized how incredibly powerful it is when it comes to having a business. So tell me a, a little bit about, you know, if you don't mind diving in even deeper as to how it taught you so much about business. And I mean, with say closing more sales and, and scaling, if you don't mind diving in. So when I launched the show, I literally had a Walmart headset, a laptop and zoom. That's all I had. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I went to YouTube university, you know, and yeah, just started yeah. watching videos to figure out how to do podcasting and learn two things really quickly that you can learn anything you want to on YouTube. Um, and literally if whatever you want to learn, somebody's teaching it. So that was a phenomenal first step for me. The second is I knew that this was such a long play that I had to look at this as a long game to win this game. Third, right. I knew traditional advertising wasn't going to work. I was going to have to go sell this thing. So um, I was starting to get asked to speak on a lot more stages. So first and foremost, I knew I had to get higher caliber guests to get some exposure. So uh, put together a team and we started going after some of the biggest names in the world um, and to get those interviews. And we got those interviews. Um, then we then put together a strategy to get people to listen to the show and, you know, two things that, that happened. One, if I was going to interview some of the biggest names in the world, I couldn't have a shit show of process. 
So I didn't know how to do operations. I didn't know how to do systems. I didn't know how to do booking. So I also didn't know how to hire and do all that stuff at that point. So I literally podcasting, it taught me operations because I had to put all the structure together because these guests weren't going to show up and, you know, go fimble funking around and not be able to get where they need to go. Two, I needed to create an advertising system. So it taught me a lot about social advertising. It taught me a lot about how to tell the world what you're up to and what you're doing. Um, so we had to put an entire advertising thing together. Three, we had to figure out how to make money from the damn thing. So it taught right. me a lot about business structure and how to make money from it. So the basically the strategy we went through was I was interviewing people to get networking and get conversations going. So a lot of my early guests were a bunch of no-name people that I was able to get to. So to get to the bigger stars, we put together an operational plan that was if I was invited to a speaking engagement, I would plot out four or five hotels around that speaking engagement for being a traveling sales guy. Once upon a time, I knew that I'd find all these other hotels that would have events, conventions, or the sales guys would be at. When my speech was done and I was done with whatever that event was. I'd hit the first hotel and I'd find one or two salespeople sitting by themselves at the bar, the road warriors. I'd sit down next to them, strike up a conversation. And during that conversation, I'd inevitably ask, do you listen to podcast? And every time it was yes. And I'd ask what show and every time it was Joe Rogan. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, well, what app do you listen to your podcast on? It was back then it was mainly Apple or Google. Now it's Spotify. But um, and whatever app it was, I say, pull out your phone. And I'd have them type in my show. And then I would subscribe them right then and there. After I subscribe them, I'm like, do me a favor. Go listen to whatever episode you want to. Then email me back your takeaways. And if they did that and they emailed me back their takeaways, I would fire back two other shows and say, hey, if you like that episode, you'd probably like this one or this one. And if they email me back again, I would fire back and say, hey, thank you so much. Who do you know that should hear these episodes? And I would do this four or five times a night at the different wow. bars and the different hotels. So it was full on guerrilla marketing, just traditional sales style, but really getting after it. And there was some weeks I was doing this six nights, you know, just depending on my speaking engagements and speaking schedule. Um, and this is how we started really growing the volume. And because of doing all this, now people started reaching out because they wanted to know how do we grow a podcast so fast. So we launched a podcasting business to teach people podcasting and all, the, all those things. So podcasting in itself became my first legitimate business. Because we're not only were we producing shows and content, but we were teaching people how to make money off of it by teaching them this kind of guerrilla warfare style of sales. Right. And uh Interesting thing happened is when I hit my uh, my non compete came up. Now I had this podcasting company, but now I could talk sales. But so the next year I confused the marketplace because was I a podcaster or was I a sales trainer? So I struggled in year two trying to figure it all out. So um, the biggest takeaway I took away from launching the show: one, you got to work harder than you ever worked in your entire life to get the thing off the ground. Two you got to pick one focus and take that to success. Whatever that success is, one focus and take it to success. Three, if you're the only person that can do it, it's not going to work. You've got to be able to put a team together that can do everything so you can be out and do your one singular job. As the host of a podcast, of a, the CEO of a company, you have one major role, and that is to be the face of that. 
podcasting taught me how to be the face of a podcast by being out front, getting on more stages, getting on more podcasts and getting out there. So that was a lot to unpack, but that's the quick journey to get there. Thank you so much for sharing it. I mean, it's incredible that you, you know, you knew where to look for these people, these successful uh, top notch people to, you know, go listen to your show, you know, get them, send them some feedback, get them to send you feedback or whatever, and really grow from that. I mean, it was like a snowball effect after that with like referrals and stuff from these people as well. Or how did that uh, work? Somewhat. Um, podcasting as a whole is like the greatest networking tool on the planet because yeah. what people don't understand is that no matter what your business is, somebody needs your attention. Meaning, even if you hardly get any listeners to a podcast, somebody still needs that attention. So, what it did for me is open up doors that I would never have been able to open up otherwise. Right. Because I could call up to certain people that I needed leverage, if you will, whether I wanted to get to an event or inside a particular company. Because we did a lot of uh, internal corporate podcasts where we were teaching companies how to launch podcasts inside their companies. Um, and we don't do that business at all anymore. We completely turned that one down, uh, mainly because I was bored of it. Um, but the the podcast itself, when we reached out with a podcast it didn't become such a cold outreach because we were calling on CEOs of corporations that weren't fortune fives, right? They're somewhere in between that nobody knew, but wanted exposure. So we would write, reach out and say, Hey, would you be interested in sharing your journey on a podcast? Cause we'd love to tell it. So now we were coming at them from a PR standpoint of getting them out there. When we get the conversation, now I'm sitting across from a CEO of a large company and we'd have a great conversation. We'd probably go get lunch or dinner afterwards. And then after that, we'd sit down and talk about the benefits of them launching their own podcast. And that became our sales cycle. Wow. No. Um, but I, I have, have we learned all that. It's not like we went into it with that expectation of that's what we were going to do. Amazing. I feel like it's, it's incredible that, you know, you actually have, I think relationships are so important and the way you, you, you did this to make it successful has a lot to do with the relationships that you built along the way. Right. Um, and the trust and, and they get to know you and stuff and they see your success as well. Now, I don't know what your client acquisition is like now, but is it the similar process or no, how does completely that work? different market. So, okay. um, we were uh, a completely online business up until uh, our first Badass Business Summit. So we were doing our inaugural Badass Business Summit. We were two weeks away from having that event when we got the phone call that if anybody showed up to our event, that they would rest everybody on site. Um, COVID. So mm -hmm. it was slated for April of 20. And so... We, at that point, the Badass Business Summit was our first th thing we were going to do kind of in the public sector. We had people flying in from all over the, the North America to speak, and we'd sold out the event. But now we couldn't have the event, and man, it took us two and a half years to build this legitimate online business. I mean, it was a lot of damn work pulling that off. And we knew as the world moved to this online you know, platforms that they didn't have two and a half years to figure this out. They had like less than 30 days how to figure out how to do a traditional business model online. 
Um, so we had to figure out how do we at this moment, one, capitalize on a moment, but two, how do we serve and help as many people as we possibly can? So we launched virtual networking groups. Uh, my COO and I both have a huge background in networking prior to launching our companies. And so we launched these virtual networking groups and we fixed what everybody hated about networking. So it's called Success Champions Networking. And we're now the fastest growing networking organization on the planet. Um, and that came about by doing finding something that could be fixed, fixing it, delivering it to the marketplace on scale and getting people to come. And what we understood was people don't like traditional networking because it's a bunch of broke people sitting around trying to sell each other. So we flipped the model and said, let's focus on business growth. And then they happen to get networking on the backside of it. So we teach businesses how to grow. And we put them in networking functions and, and different groups and do a ton of training, ton of education based off of everything we've done for the last 25 years from our sales careers up to running our companies. Um, so people are like, holy, sh I can't guess. Holy crap. Uh, not only do we get a chance to get introductions and referrals to the right people, we're actually learning how to grow our businesses. So and that dynamic changed how we went after finding the, the right clients. And now podcast guesting is one of our biggest acquisition games. Love it. I, and like you said earlier, it's true. Like, I mean, with a podcast, the opportunities are so endless globally. You know, yeah. these connections you can make all over the world, you normally would never have a chance uh, making right yeah, until podcasting absolutely. was introduced i think it's so important for entrepreneurs to have a podcast and and do exactly something like the same that you're doing you know grow and scale the business using it because it's such an incredible tool yeah absolutely absolutely um i mean we've even gone so far we shut down the success champions podcast that's the one it took off on us um and we launched growth mode which is the podcast we produce now um and we only did that because success champions was no longer feeding the business model so okay, yeah. we changed the dynamic, did growth mode. In growth mode, we spent the first two seasons building the dynamic flow of the show. So it was it was a lot of testing of content and flow. And going into season three, we've now brought in guests because we understand what the audience is looking for. And now we have a show that's 100% designed for them. And what we do is we bring in experts and have them teach us something you know, as part of the, the the process. We don't do a traditional interview of tell me your story, all that kind of stuff. We literally say, what can you teach us? And they come in and they teach us live on the show. So um, it's a pretty cool, fun dynamic, but it's, we're literally documenting our, our uh, ability to scale. So I think we're still in growth phase as a business. We're still growing. We haven't scaled. So I'm going to document the rest of the journey as we fully scale the company. Absolutely. I, I like the fact that you get them on, you know, to teach yourself and the audience, you know, yep. something that's in their expertise. Yep. Now, I, I realize that you interview guests. So how do you find the right fit experts to bring on your show? I'm, do they get attracted to you or, or do you send them like a personalized message or is it the same way that you kind of did it before? How does that the same work? way we did it before we, we come up with a bunch of topics that we need to know. And then mm -hmm. I'm because of podcasting now for gosh, since 2018, whatever that math is, um, you know, five, six years, uh, 
I've got so many contacts, so many Rolodex yeah. of people who are experts in just some amazing areas. So we just went through and made a list of topics that we wanted to learn or learn more about or get better in. And then we just matched up our Rolodex to those names and said, okay, Perfect. here we go. And based on relationships and the, due to the caliber of things we've done in the past, you know, it's a simple, even just a Facebook message at this point going, Hey, would you want to come talk on this about X? And we're a hundred percent hit rate right now. Incredible. So, yeah, Super it, exciting. It, I love to hear fun. it. <laughs> so I love, I love to hear well, it. Well, growth mode podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. A hundred percent. So tell me a little bit about the blockages that uh, we we create ourselves that stops us from, you know, closing and scaling businesses. I know that you have a lot of expertise behind this. Do you mind just, you know, diving into that topic a little bit For deeper? Sure. Thank you. So what what most people do is they're building a business is they end up creating a shitty job for themselves. And, and what mm-hmm. happens is, especially if they're coming out of corporate America and then launching a business, right? They used to work for somebody for a number of years, and now they're going to, to go on their own. So a couple of seasons that they're going to go through. The first one is they're going to think, oh my God, I'm free. And now they're going to work at the level that they thought they were going to be able to when they made all this money building their company, they start their businesses that way. It's one of the things I did. Um, And when you work at the level that you think you're going to be when you make all this money building your business, you will not build a business. Second is they don't truly understand what they're building. They have this generalist idea. And so what I tell everybody is if you don't have a massive vision that scares the crap out of you, then you don't actually know what you're building. Because you ask most people, what are they doing? Why are they trying to do it? And they're like, I want more money. I want more freedom. I want more time. I want to spend more time with my family. That's all not building a business, right? That's a goal of some sort or whatever. So you got to think about if I'm going to build a business and I really want it to scale, then I got to figure out what that business does. What's the impact of that business on others? So my biggest purpose in life right now is to help as many people as possible get to business freedom. Going to do it by teaching them how to build a business, okay? So to do that, I'm going to have to build a company that rivals the likes of Tony Robbins. I don't have no desire to be like Tony Robbins. But if you ask most people what Tony does for a business, they're going to say he's a motivational speaker, right? Tony has 101 companies doing $7 billion. The dude's a damn good businessman from an outside perspective, Right. So to build a business that big, right? Right now, you I, you could put me at the helm of Tony Robbins companies and I would fail miserably because I don't have the skill set, the knowledge, and the things I would need to run a company of that size. So to do that, I understand that there's a massive skill gap. So if I know I've got to build a company that big, now it's just a skill acquisition game of learning all the things that I've got to do to be able to get to that size of company. So in doing that, I now have a big vision of what I want to accomplish. Behind that vision, you've got to ask yourself seriously, why do you want that mission or that vision? And so for me, my biggest why is because not a fucking soul taught me all the things I needed to do. My business got so bad at one point that I was scared if anybody found out how bad it was that nobody would do business with me. So I made myself an island, right? And a lot of these business owners, they make themselves an island because they just don't want people to know how bad it is. When in truth, there's entire communities, environments that are out there trying to help people grow their businesses. So the louder I can go, the more lives I can impact by teaching them all the things I wish somebody would have told me. 
behind that, there's one more level. And this is the part that I think everybody screws up. They got to have a reason behind the why. And here's it is. For me, my wife grew up even more blue collar than I did. But she's been my ride and die through 18 years of, you know, doing all this life with me in the last five years of building a business. If you ask her, being married to an entrepreneur is like riding in the passenger seat of a car with no seat belts, no steering wheels, and it's going 100 miles an hour down the road. Um, so it's a scary experience, a lot of it, and you're just trying to hold on to whatever you can hold on to. She's been such a ride or die. My biggest reason behind doing everything is I'm going to make her a fucking wealthy woman, one of the wealthiest in the world if I can pull it off, right? And so for me, any day that I get to a point of I don't feel like doing whatever, all I got to think about is her having to drive to work or her having to not go do the things she wants to do. And it's instant fuel for me to shift gears and get back doing the thing I need to do. So if you're going to scale, there's a lot of mechanics you got to have inside of it. you got to have this massive vision that excites the shit out of you, lights you up, and scares the crap out of you. you got to have a why you want to get that, and that why should piss you off. People always get hung up on this whole idea of you shouldn't rage, you shouldn't get mad, fuck off. You need to spend an 80-20% rule. 80% of your time, you need to be happy, freaking in a positive mindset, but 20% of the time, you need to go to the fucking Voldemort side, the dark side of things, because that rage will fuel the shit out of you. And I only wish that when I was suffering so bad, one person would have reached out and said, dude, you got this. Keep going. It's going to work. But I had to fuel through it myself. So I'm going to reach out and grab as many people as possible. That why should piss you off. Then that reason, it should almost tear you up every time you tell it. Like if I tell the story about me having to tell my wife, that we're about to lose everything on stage, I tear up every time. So the impact of that reason has got to be emotional in nature. These can't just be words. They actually have to evoke emotion. Then you start looking at the skill gaps. What skills do I need to acquire so I can actually scale? Because everything is a skill acquisition game. And once you understand that everything's a skill acquisition game, now it's just a matter of going to learn the skills you need to get where you need to go. This is absolutely amazing. I'm so happy, you know, we had the chance for you to break that down because boy, that knowledge is just incredible. I, I, you know, what is the vision? Narrow it down and why, but having that reason behind the why. And then how you mentioned, you know, 80% being positive, but you need that 20% to fuel you, that rage that, like you said, when getting on the stage, you have that, that rage and that, you know, emotion and that you're able to be vulnerable and share that with everyone. Thank you. Because I think that relates to people the most. Sure. So breaking that down. Thank you. This is incredible. Love it. And so tell me about today, like with, with helping other business, other experts and business owners be able to do this. What is your favorite part about it? And what is the most challenging part about it? Um, the favorite part about it is watching their wins. Right. right. So people often will tell me, what's the greatest thing I can do for you? And I always say it's really simple. There's a scene in the Rocky movies where Adrian's been passed out for a long time. She's been in the coma and uh, Rocky's not really training. He's thinking about not doing the fight like two weeks before the fight happens. Adrian wakes up and he goes, I'm not sure I'm going to do this fight. And she says, I want to tell you one word. And that one word is win. And all of a sudden now it goes to cut scene of Rocky just doing all the workouts and stuff. That's all I want people to do is win. 
right? And to win, you're going to have to have your Rocky cut scene where you're busting your ass harder than you've ever worked, um, getting after it on a regular basis. Like I tell everybody as they're building the business, you should slide into bed every night fucking exhausted because you've left it all in the field every day. And this isn't about being a workaholic. This isn't about uh, uh, the hustle and grind side of things. I run a full working farm, right? So I have tons of goats out back, a whole bunch of other animals. I don't get a day off of running the farm. Why? Because the goats can't let themselves out. They can't feed themselves. They can't water themselves. They can't let themselves out to the pasture. So I have to get up every morning and go take care of the goats. I got to come home no matter when I get home and freaking put the goats up every night. I don't get a day off. So the phrase on the farm is you got to do the work until the work's done. So I'm not telling people to hustle and grind. I'm telling people to do the work until the work is freaking done. And if you're running a business, it takes so much momentum to really get that business off the ground. And you got all this one side of the aisle that's all this woo, love yourself, you know, manifest your destiny stuff. And it's funny if you go look at all the people that are successful using manifestation and all that stuff to build their business, go look at their process to build a business that way. And they busted their fucking ass to get there. They right. worked their ass off. And now they're telling everybody to manifest your destiny. Just think about it and you're going to work. You know, they're not even projecting you know what they did to get there. So struggles. Uh, it, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, so for me, the watching other people win, that's the beautiful part. The struggle is articulating things in a way that people can fully grasp and implement. You know, uh, my generation, we grew up on a lot of storytelling. So we're used to saying things in this more generalized manner versus getting to the tactical things that they can actually do. So that's always my struggle is how do I put things into words that will actually penetrate people into action, right? Because you go hear most people speak and people walk out there and they got 12 pages of notes that gets thrown in their car seat or under their bed and, and they, they, they're not actually implementing do things. So I'm always trying to come at it from the perspective. What can I give them right now that they can implement and will implement and won't feel like it's too much heavy lifting just to do the thing. So right. that's the biggest struggle. I absolutely hear you there. Like I, that is probably one of the, the most common things I hear as well is, you know, I need to find something that I can give to them with, with it, without it feeling like so much work or effort to, to put on their plate, you know? So it's a lot, uh, definitely not alone there, but incredible what you're doing now. I know we're going kind of over time. This was just so good. I, I couldn't resist. Uh, you know, I have one last question before we jump off. Uh, but any, uh, what, I guess, you know what, what's your desire or any big goals for the next six to 12 months from now? I'm, I'm curious. I'm excited to see, uh, your next, your next, uh, step in the business and what's happening. So, um, a lot of cool things. Uh, we do the Badass Business Summit every September in Fort Worth, Texas. So that's coming up September 20th through the 24th um, as recording of this. Um, and then uh, we're launching Champion Summits where we're taking my, mini summits around the U.S. So that's really fun doing these one day uh, events, Mad Dash, kind of like a condensed version of the Badass Business Summit. So that's a lot of fun. We're starting to really open up overseas with all of our networking groups. We're opening up. Love it. In the Philippines, Denmark, um, we're having talks in in Ireland and London, so that's really fun as well. Uh, you know, for for me, business became fun 
once I understood what my business was. Right. So, and I, I think you have to become passionate about what you do. And if you're not passionate about it, it becomes a chore, it becomes a job, it becomes something that you just do. And that's what I did early on in the business. That's what I did with, you know, Success Champions podcast when we were launching that. It became something that I just did. It didn't become something I actually gave a shit about. So, so I think you have to become passionate about it or you'll just get to burnout. You know, people bash on people that talk about working these long days and doing all those things. I mean, I run three companies, a full working farm, you know, and I get up and go walking four o'clock every morning and it's not the hustle and grind. It's what I got to do. And I enjoy the shit out of working right. at that level to get where I want to go. And, and I just continue to go louder for it. So um, I got a lot of evolving myself to do to get, you know, to these next levels. So, you know, everything for me is, is what do I got to do to actually evolve myself to the next level? Cause I understand who I am now got me here. It's not going to get me where I want to go. I've got to fucking level up. So um, just putting myself in many positions to do that. And it's just, you know, every new level comes with new challenges, right? And, sure. uh, but yeah, without a doubt, you'll get there no problem because you put in the work, you do the hard work. So Absolutely. super exciting. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking the time of your day to come on my show and share such valuable information with myself and my listeners. This is exactly what I'm looking for. You know, Donnie, if anyone is looking to connect with you and what you have to offer, what would be the best way to go ahead and reach out to you? Well, first and foremost, guys, if you made it this far in a podcast, do Brit a favor and literally share this show out with one other person. I can tell you the hardest thing having my own shows to do is building your audience. So do her a favor. And if there's one tip, one trick, something you got out of this episode or any of her other episodes, share it with one person because it's literally like you gave her a virtual hug and I mean the world to her. Um, as far as me, you can go to DonnieBovine.com, D-O-N-N-I-E-B as in boy, O-I, V as in Victor, I-N.com. Or you can text the word success to 817-318-6030, and we'll send you a free video on how to get endless referrals coming into your business, 10 strategies you can employ right now to get just a ton of referrals coming in. So text the word success to 817-318-6030. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Donnie. I appreciate the kind words and for you to take the time of your day to come on and just be an absolute rock star on my show. Looking forward uh, to, you know, having this air and uh, taking it from there. Awesome. Thanks, Brett. Absolutely. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like Donnie did today to share a bit of your story, talk about your business, talk about your podcast, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, Donnie. Thanks, group. Catch you on the next. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, 
download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.